0: we'll hear from Exodus 20. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. And now verse 12. This is part way down on the next page. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or male or female slave, or ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When all the people witnessed... The thunder and lightning, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, they were afraid and trembled and stood at a distance and said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, for God has come only to test you and to put the fear of him upon you so that you do not sin. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is Children's Sabbath, and you, children, have done a great job leading us in worship. We are grateful for your leadership. We're grateful that we get to learn from you and listen for you, from you, to you. And now is your chance to listen to me. I like it when you listen to me, and I like listening to you. You say interesting things. You are very interesting people. The other night, some of you interesting people were playing a game that I had not seen before. Dodgeball freeze tag. It was great. Some of these adults may not know that game. If you can think of dodgeball and you can think of freeze tag and put the two together, that's what was going on on the playground. I think we should invite them to come out and play with you sometime, don't you? Maybe you can have the ball and your parents can be the ones you're trying to get. I watched you play, and I had some questions I wanted to ask you, but you were running so fast I didn't have time. I wanted to know if if one of you who was it threw the ball, that was Gideon a lot of times, threw the ball, and somebody you were throwing at the ball to caught it, instead of it bouncing off them, would they become the it? It didn't look like that was what was happening, but I didn't see anybody catch the ball either. I guess it matters whoever is in charge of the rules of the games gets to decide if that's the case or not, right? As long as everybody knows what the rules are, as long as everybody plays by the rules the way they are designed, whichever way the game is played is fair. But it would be unfair, wouldn't it? If one time the person who was it threw the ball and the person caught it, and that meant the person who threw the ball was no longer it, and the one who caught it was it. But the next time the person threw the ball and the person who caught it had to leave the game, they were out. And the next time the person threw the ball and the person, other person caught it, and the one who was it is now having to leave the game, it'd be terribly unfair. You wouldn't know which way to play, right? You wouldn't know what the rules were, and it would take something that was fun and good and meant to have a nice time together and make it something that is not fun and frustrating and, and bad rules help us to enjoy time a game is best when everybody knows what the rules are and everybody plays by those rules and life is like that and the ten commandments what you all read to us just a minute ago they help us to know the rules and to play by the same rules So I wanted to tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a people. And these people were known as the Israelites, or some called them Hebrews, but they were the children of God who God had cared for and was showing them how to get to another place. And they were out in a wilderness, in a desert, away from everything they had known. They had escaped from an Egyptian king, a mean king, the man called Pharaoh. And that mean king had made them do work that was more than they should have had to do. And that mean king's father had done it to their parents and their grandparents. And, And for 400 years, their family had lived under those mean kings' authority, their rule. And they made them do all kinds of things. And every year, it seemed to get worse and worse for them in this place called Egypt. Things got so bad that the Israelites cried out to God, They asked God to help them, and God heard them, and God did help them. And God made a way for them to get free, but to do that, God had to work some miracles for them. And God sent frogs, millions of frogs, to Egypt. And then God sent locusts, which are like really bad grasshoppers, and they came and attacked them. And God sent other things that got worse and worse, and what God was trying to do was to make the Pharaoh scared, so that he would let the people of Israel go. And finally, the Pharaoh, the king, did that. And the people of Israel started to leave. But then the king changed his mind. He decided he wanted them back because he knew they were the people who worked for him. So he sent his army and he told his army to go get them back. And they started to chase these people, these Israelites, away. And they were chasing them and the Israelites were running. And they came up to the sea, this this red sea, and it blocked their path. There was nowhere for them to go. So God did another amazing thing. God made the sea part. And the people of Israel ran across it. And then God made the sea go back down and the people of Egypt couldn't chase them. The army couldn't chase them anymore. So they were on their way home. But that was only the beginning of their journey home. Their journey back to Israel. And no one who was on that journey had ever been to their home before. No one knew what it was like to live free because they'd always been under the power, the authority, the rule of the Pharaoh. You have to be taught how to be free. So God did another amazing thing. God showed them the ways. God showed them the way to go home, but God also showed them the way to live, the way to be free. And the way home wasn't the easiest route or the shortest route. And the way to live is often not the easiest route or the shortest route. It took them 40 years to get home. 40 years of wandering around in this desert. Think about that. We have trouble riding in a car with air conditioning for four hours. We don't really like to walk for 40 minutes. They were walking around in a desert for 40 years. And it was bad. There were no hotels. And it was worse. There were no Chick fil A's. (laughs) God gave them water out of a rock. And He gave them something to eat called manna. They had to go and get their food off the ground to eat. They spent their night in tents or some on mats out looking at the stars and the moon. I was thinking about them sleeping outside and when I saw that great big moon this week. Did y'all see that great big moon? It was so big. It was bright. It lit up the night. Those full moons were especially bright to the people who lived in the wilderness, who were the Israelites. They were especially bright to them because they didn't have any other light in the sky, any other street lights to take away their attention from that big bright moon. And there was nothing between them. They were just out there. No trees. They were hiding. They were just there looking at these stars and these moons. This big bright moon. Almost like a flashlight casting shadows where they were. And it kept some of them up at night. Have you ever had a time when you wanted to go to sleep? You knew it was time to go to sleep and you couldn't go to sleep because you were thinking about things and thinking about things. It happens to adults all the time. They lie there and they look at the ceiling and they think, I should be asleep. And the more they think about how they should be asleep, the more angry they get that they're not asleep. And then it gets them up and they're up and they're up. Well, there was this man, Jedediah, one of the Israelites who was lying out there looking at the stars, couldn't sleep. And Jedediah started thinking about things. He was thinking about life. He would lie there and think about how he did not have a home and his family didn't have a home and they were so far away and And they wanted to be home, wandering around. When you have time to think like that, you can imagine all sorts of things. Jedediah imagined how bad it would be if while he was out doing his job, if he was out gathering the food so that people could eat, someone was back in his tent stealing his things. made him sad to think about that. He'd lie awake and and think about how terrible it would be if someone in their group started hurting people. Or if somebody started to lie and and say things that weren't true. He knew they had to live together closely. They needed each other so that they could survive. They had to be able to trust one another. If they couldn't, life would be much, much worse. And then Jedediah thought about how much God was doing for them. How God was giving them what they needed to eat and giving them what they needed to drink and helping them survive and leading them home, even if it was taking a long time. And he thought, what if people disrespect God? Or what if they treat things as though they are God? One thing Jedediah did like about the life in the wilderness is that they didn't have to work, at least not the way that he had worked in Egypt. In Egypt, he had worked every single day, all day long, and he'd make brick, and he'd make a brick, and he'd have to go and make the next brick and just keep on making brick. That's all he did every day, all day long, make bricks. And he was tired of that, and he was glad that in the wilderness they didn't do that. In fact, one day a week, he didn't have to work at all. Nobody worked at all. Jedediah liked that. He he liked that God had provided for them enough food to eat. The day before that day, they called the Sabbath, where they didn't work, God would give them extra food so nobody would have to get some on that Sabbath day. And God did this because in six days God created everything and then one day God rested and showed us that's how God wants us to be. God wants us to not work one day because God wants us to realize we're more than just workers. God made us to play. God made us to think. And God made us to rest. And God made us to talk. And God made us to worship. But then Jedediah wondered... What if when we get home, what if when we get to Israel, they'll make us work seven days a week, every day of the week again? He wondered those things while he sat there beneath the stars. When the Israelites were in a particularly rough, a rugged part of the Sinai, the desert, they took a break so that Moses could go up on a mountain and talk with God. And they waited and waited while Moses and God talked. And as they waited, a storm came up. Only it wasn't like storms that usually come off from a distance and you can see them coming. This storm seemed to come out of the mountain right there. It just appeared where they were. There was thunder and lightning as well as thick cloud around the mountain. Then there was a trumpet blast so loud that the people who were in the camp trembled. And the mountain was wrapped in smoke and it shook violently. And the trumpet got louder and louder until Moses spoke with God and God answered in thunder. And God said what Jedediah needed to hear and what we need to hear. God taught them how they could live freely, He gave them rules for living. We call those rules the Ten Commandments. And when we obey them all, life is better. It's more fun. It's like dodgeball and freeze tag all rolled up into one where everybody knows the rules and everybody enjoys it because no one's worried about somebody else cheating or not knowing the rules or playing it wrong. And when God gave them the Ten Commandments, Jedediah slept better. He no longer lost sleep wondering if somebody would steal from him. Or do something bad to him or to his family or to God. Or if one day he'd have to work seven days out of the week again. Instead, when he was awake, lying there looking at the moon and the stars, he thought about God's promises to Israel. And how God was keeping God's promises. And how he wanted to keep his promises to God how he wanted to live those Ten Commandments so that he and others could enjoy the life God wanted them to enjoy. And that's how Jedidiah learned that the Ten Commandments are a gift from God. A gift from God to enjoy all day, every day. And they're a gift to us too. So that's why we want to learn them. And that's why we want to live them. And that's why we give thanks to God. Amen.